Welcome, everyone, to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, uh, March 13th, 8.40 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. We are live. We are on the dawn of hopefully making history against a very tough opponent, Tigres uh, from Monterrey, Mexico, um, Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League 2023, our first time playing that tournament. Definitely, if Orlando gets a W, it will, they will be making the statement of the year, I believe, in the league. Um, and I hope that that will carry on for more people to talk about Orlando City, their fan base, uh, the team, their coach, you know, and we can get that press that we certainly deserve. So uh, thank you so much for being live with us. Drop us a like, subscribe. Uh, and uh, Paola, how are you today? Welcome back. You, you were gone a couple of days. I'm absolutely excited for this week. A little bit nervous, but as usual, happy Friday. Friday. <laughs> My head is on Friday. Happy Monday. Um, excited to be here and sorry that I missed last episode, but I had to prepare for my tournament on Saturday, but happy to be here with y'all. Fantastic. John, how are you, my friend? How's everything? Good. Thanks, buddy. I mean, uh, excited for big, big game on Wednesday. Can't wait. Yep, definitely. And, uh, I want to tell everyone we have also a giveaway going on, uh, a giveaway going on. Let me pull it up right now. Um, it's on our Instagram page as well as on our Twitter. It was announced today. We're giving away two tickets, uh, a pair of tickets to the Tigris game. I don't know if you want to give uh, more insight about that, John, um, you know, for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, right? Yeah, you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you've done that. And then you got to go ahead and leave us a comment in the uh comment section for this video just use the hashtag loud and proud orlando and then what we'll do is we'll go ahead and wait 24 hours for people to get their submissions in and then this time tomorrow we'll pull out two winners so there'll be two winners of a, a pair of tickets each and then we will uh, go ahead and contact you let you know and then i'll send you the tickets over so that you can come join us at the game for hopefully a sold out crowd on wednesday i've noticed yeah, there's, there's no uh, excuses we're getting we're close giving away we're getting tickets. close to selling it out so yeah, there, there's no excuses. Uh, there's no excuses to sell it out. Uh, a lot of people put a lot of time, you know, just doing other things online. Uh, but you got to sell out Exploria. That's the only way that the club is going to get their name out there. And uh, looking at the at how many seats there are left, I mean, it looks pretty full to me. I mean, there's still a couple of seats. This was like around maybe 4 o'clock this evening. Uh, this picture I took, it was about 4 o'clock this evening. So it should be less than that now. But, I mean, it's getting filled up. So, I mean, the wall is completely sold out. So Well, we got a 1,000 Tigres fans coming. So yeah. we got to make sure that we are there representing. You know, we saw how loud they were at level count. So, you know, we got to make sure that we are showing what we can do here in Orlando and really packing the house. That's right. That's right. So let's read some comments here. Uh, before we start um, and diving into the topic. So we're going to start talking about DC first. Nijay Thompson, Manchester City and Orlando City have second leg Champions League ties on consecutive nights. My week could go really good or really shits. You could have yeah. goals from both Hollands. 
There you go. There you Both go. Pounds. That's what you need. <laughs> and, uh, and it was cool to see him. Uh, do you see that flip? Man. Oh, man. It was like vintage Kyle Laren, you know? Yeah, it's like vintage uh, Nani as well, didn't it? Did Nani do those flips too? Interesting. Yep. I want to say hello to Amanda Barry. Thank you so much, Amanda. Um, he said, we have the best keeper in the MLS and the best team captain in upset Go City. Hashtag Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much, Amanda, for dropping your hashtag. Joshua Tall, excellent point. Uh, Amanda, Joshua Tall, I've been very impressed with Galese. I'm really hoping we win Wednesday and Saturday. Now, I want to say uh, something real quick uh, that it's really been bothering me. Uh, look, guys, uh, Orlando City last season, uh, they won the U.S. Open Cup. People still call, you know, talk trash about the team. People say, you know, merry-go-lucky fans, merry-go-lucky, you know, uh, uh, journalists, uh, you know, super hopeful. I mean, you either want to be destructive or constructive. You know what I mean? Uh, there's one thing about uh, definitely putting your, your outlook of what happened in a game. And the second thing, it's it's just being completely destructive and just being a Debbie Downer. We really hear a lot and probably don't want to be Debbie Downers on the dawns of making history. It'll be it will like shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, do you really want to, um, you know, be a Debbie Downer? I mean, uh, I, I, I've seen pundits, pundits that even don't even live in the state. They, they live in, in La La Land, in, in, in a different state, or even in Florida, and they call themselves pundits, and they're writing all this stuff about analyzing so many stuff. Guys, this is the reason why in the United States, we're still, our culture, soccer culture is in, in diapers. It's because we overanalyze the freaking data. Stop analyzing the freaking data, man. Nobody cares. We're on the dawn of making history, my friend. Am I going to go sit here and, oh, my God, um, we, we only had a two, two goals scored. Her. You know, come on, man. Like, we're going to go and, and definitely want to be the best team ever. It doesn't matter who scores. If the, if the score is 1-0 against Tigres, we're going to win this series. We're going to be eliminating Tigres. It's a huge statement. And, and what are pundits going to say then? They're going to look at the negative of a win? You're going to look at a negative of a win? I just don't get it. I don't know, John. I mean, I, I've read so many stuff. Like, the people are like, like I don't know. Like, it, like they're upset that Orlando's winning. That's what it seems well, like. I think, I think people are just, they're a little tired of what I would call pappy ball. Like, the one the one nothing trying to hold on, right? Which, you have to understand, that's, that's the way that he wants to play. That's the style of soccer yeah. that we've been playing the last three or four years. So, you can't be surprised when that's how we play again this year. But if you look at those results, really, that's that's a win and two draws out of our first two MLS, sorry, three MLS games, and then a draw away at the most difficult place to go in the Champions League. That's some great results. And yeah, I know it's not the most exciting soccer at times. And I don't think we're clicking 100% offensively yet. So I think just people have a little patience, you know, like we won the Open Cup last year. That's, yeah. that's the biggest thing we've done in a long time. And I, I understand the frustrations. I agree. I'm not 100% on board with the, you know, get one goal and sit and try and defend. I understand where people are coming from on that point. But at the end of the day, we're doing a lot better than we were last year and a lot better than the year before that. So progress is happening. We're moving forward. And, and, you know, give Poppy the season with these players. 
let him do what he wants to do. And if at the end of the season we, you know, we go out of the playoffs, maybe, maybe things are a little bit underwhelming, then I think this ownership group has maybe got it in them to say, I, we're not going to wait around and we're going to go out and find a new coach. And that might be the move, right? right? But until that happens, this is us. This is Orlando City. So, you know, I say get behind it and be supportive. And, you know, don't, don't be so down on the fact we haven't lost yet in MLS. Right. We might have had a slow start, but that's not a bad start. You know, I think I there's just a lot of positives. And I think that, you know, some people tend to focus on the negatives, which I, I agree there are some. But overall, we've had a very – and also I'd like to say that it's a very difficult start to the season. It this is. This is not easy to play it this many tough. games this quickly the beginning of the season – Against tough opposition, by the way. And I think we've done very well to come out with it with a win and two draws. So that, yeah, that's my two cents. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, there's people that call it soccer terrorism, right? And uh, I just call it you got to win no matter what. It's, it's the game. The game is you either win, tie, or lose. I'd rather tie or win than lose. I don't care how you do it or what the measures are. Or where the stats are, or, or or how many players are out, down and out. I just want to win, uh, and, and and I mean, I don't know if I see it a different way than other people, but I don't sweat the small stuff. Paula, uh, I, how do you see it? People are like blind. I don't know if we compare right. last season, first three games. First was what against Montreal. It was two zero, first W. This year, we got a first W, 1-0, Red Bulls, take it or leave it, PK, I don't care. We got three points. Second game, new-new. That's a tie. Point. I'll, I will take it. And people don't realize that we're rotating players. If Pareja doesn't care about the players, he would have put every single player from the starting formation, the starting 11, on each game, against even against Tigres, he, if he wouldn't care. He said it in one of the interviews. Maybe the players doesn't like my rotation, but at the end of the day is great reward at the end of the season. And that's what we're looking right now. We got we went to DC. Players from the bench started. People don't realize that too. People from the bench started and they had a phenomenal uh game. So we can say and we we have been saying this from the last episode We feel comfortable that we have an amazing bench this year. Poppy can rotate. Last season, we didn't have that in our power. So, I don't know. Probably people want to see a lot of goals in the first games and then nothing at the end of the, of the season. I would, I would start by seeing these results that we're undefeated in MLS, undefeated, and I think we made history in the entire league. If I'm not mistaken, John, you can correct me if I'm wrong or Luis, but we're making history and people don't realize that because or we're not scoring enough, but they're gelling. They're still communicating. They're still trying to see, okay, let me pass it here or not. But just people, take, it takes time. I feel sometimes, you know, and, and we're going to be watching that. Look, look at the goal right here. This is history right here. Okay, you know, right there, Duncan McGuire. He's not going to stop scoring now. You know, no, like, no, like, that's fuel for you, him. Like, I, I would like to see more posts about Duncan McGuire being our next number nine for the next few seasons. 
and being so happy for him. And talk about that flip. Then, 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 then people saying how many, you know, only only one shot on goal in in three games, man. Like, you know, I mean, I understand there's an issue there. I mean, yeah, our attack is a little dwindling down a little bit. I think you know we're relying a lot of a lot of the youth, but you know, our DP may may not be working as as we you know as the performance as we wanted to. But I mean, we're on the dawns of making history. You know, why why just encase yourself on that? You know, when you have such a great moment, and not only for Orlando, it's for the whole MLS like system. Duncan I think it's, McGuire, um, right? It's a statement about how strong our depth is. That exactly. this year, actually, the players that are performing the best players are the guys that we would have put in the second 11 or like the backup reserve guys, like the ones who are looking for me, the sharpest this season are guys like Mikey and Petrasso and, you know, Dagger Dan and, you know, uh, Duncan McGuire and Rike people who excite me on the field, who I think are performing well are not necessarily the top players. Now that's great. If we can get guys like Ojeda and Torres and Cara, also going as well, then we're going to have a really, really strong squad. So I, I don't think there's too many negatives to be focusing on. And it's too early in the season to be focused on these negatives. You know what I mean? Like if we're if we're in playoff time and we're playing like this and we're not scoring goals, then I'm like, that yeah, okay, I'm really worried. Yeah, exactly. but I think people just need to take a minute and calm down and reflect. And, you know, yes, it's not the most exciting soccer right now. But we're getting the results, and that's what matters. Hey, against DC, we had more shots than the other last two games. Well, three games, if we count Tigres. I'm just focusing on MLS. But we had more shots on goal and more shots. So, hey, that's a positive side. They were not in, in the goal, only one, but we stole a freaking point against Rooney. I don't care. I don't care. Like... I was so nervous. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I was watching the game in the magic game. I wasn't in, in a in a basketball game and I was the only one with my phone watching the game. I didn't care. I was like, and that There game was... that that was a game that it was really good, but I was watching my boys playing on Saturday. So that look, says a lot. Look, there was no way, and I'll be honest with you, uh I, I I've seen the repeat of that of, of that. Yeah, there might have been a little bit of, uh, you know, been a little, you know, a little uh, permissive. I'll say a little permissive for Orlando City not to maybe mark that that attacker well. Uh, it was a rookie too, I want to say, um, for DC who scored. Uh, but it was a it was a it was a golazo, man. I mean, it was a fantastic goal. I mean, there was no way to stop. Galese could have not done anything to stop that goal. Uh, Uh, Chris Durkin, he scored a phenomenal goal. There was really no way of stopping it. Uh, the curve, the way he shot the ball. We, it was yeah, like a loss. We gave him the freedom to maybe do it uh, because of, you know, it was the, you know, Orlando was maybe, you know, physically a little tired. He didn't get, you know, he was maybe he had fresher legs. He saw an opening and he took advantage of it. But in the end, the game was not lost. And, uh, you know, again, Let's um, listen to some of the expectations and comments from Oscar Pareja from the press conference real quick. All right, we'll start with head coach Oscar Pareja. 
Well, first, uh, can you hear it? I thought it was a, a good entertainment game for for the people, especially because they, they saw the fun of the of the games, the, the energy, and, and um, good. I think uh, both teams wanted uh, to uh, just work out with the three points because I. At some point of the game in the second half, we thought I would die. And then we um, see after the goal, probably thought the same. So we're working with this one uh, with satisfaction. We're good. And uh, a good result for us. And now concentrating in, in the midway game. The boys did a great effort. As not has been a busy week for us. Today, just working, sort of working with a point from from the state of executive team like this is this game. So pretty much, she said, you know, I don't know if, if if you could hear it, but I mean, he put his B squad, and uh, they got a tie away. Uh, there was really nothing else that he could say, but. You know, kudos to that to that squad. I mean, uh, and uh, there were a lot of highs that this squad had. Uh, Duncan Maguire being one of them. Uh, Willer Cartagena is still performing very well. Uh, you know, I will say Rafael Santos stepping up. I think he had a, a really great game. And we'll we'll analyze right now that real quick. Uh, in the meantime, we'll wait for our guests to come in for the Tigres game. Um, uh, hold on, let me pull up the. The lineup real quick here um what were your um your you know your expectations or or how do you after the tie how do you leave there um um john you know here's the here's the lineup right here yeah i mean i think some guys had really good performances and others not so much i think you know faku was one that kind of went missing in this game mm -hmm. um i think maybe Having a newborn baby is affecting him, which is totally understandable, you know. Yeah, woken up in the middle of the night, but he, he looked tired. Um, and so he came off early. I think it was always going to be the plan to give Ojeda 45 minutes and Torres 45 minutes. But regardless, I think there was no issue with, with bringing him off early. Um, for, for me, the real, you know, standout stars have got to be Dagger Dan and, and Mikey um, Halliday. Sorry, not Mikey Halliday and, and Duncan McGuire. I feel like both of those guys just really hustled all night and ran and just caused problems for the DC back line. And that goal that they scored was essentially them just not giving up. And I think a lot of people have said like, Oh, you know, he's just in the right place at the right time. And I really, I don't, I don't think that's a valid point to make about, and I think it's kind of unfair to a guy who scored his first MLS goal Right. And the reason he's in that place is because he hustled to get in that position and his body exactly. is in the right position to redirect the ball into the goal. So it's, it's a very good, it's a very mature striker thing to do. It's something you kind of see a classic poacher, like a guy like Chicharito do all day long. So I don't agree with people saying that. I think that's unfair. And I also think that, like you said, this was a mix of an A and a B squad. I think there was some first-team players in there, but mainly a lot of B-team guys. So the fact that we got a draw away from D.C. As, is a great result with that team. Now, Paula, do you feel 
you can rely on these B-team squad uh, when it comes to depth. Now, we're talking about Leagues Cup. We're talking about, you know, U.S. Open Cup. Like I, and I'll talk about it after you. But I feel like some of the the players in in this starting eleven against DC, they really put their name out, uh, and they shined. I don't know what were your thoughts regarding that, Paola. No, absolutely. We saw it with McGuire. We saw it with Dagger, and we saw it with Santos too. I was worried about Santos because when I saw him against uh, the New England in the preseason. He wasn't like, and and I cannot judge him, right? He was like two weeks in with the squad or less, and you could see that he was a little bit lost. But now with the C, now I can feel okay. Now his head is with the team. Um, he was defending really well. Cartagena, if he keeps playing like he's playing, I wouldn't. If we, I I was uh outsider from Orlando City fan, right? And watching the DC against. Orlando, you wouldn't tell that Cartagena had played against Tigres. So if he plays like he's playing, I see him starting as the backup formation or even taking another position squad. Mauricio is not having, I'm not, I'm going to say it. Mauricio is not having the passes like last season. Right. So we, we could see some changes there. But at the same time, I feel comfortable. Salim didn't have, you know, the most best game, but still he's a rookie and he's he's learning how to play with this squad. So I feel 100% comfortable with, with this squad. If you asked me last last year, I wouldn't had the same answer. So now uh, I, I'm, I am going to say Salim, uh, we called it on the previous show that he was going to start. And, um, you know, he had his first mistake, I see, uh, a few mistakes uh, in, in his uh, coverage uh, down in the back. And um, I do believe that he will get better. Uh, but Benteke also, he, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Benteke should have scored that. I don't want to take any credit of Pedro Galese. He's a fantastic keeper. Uh, me seeing him in the national team and in the Peruvian national team, I know his level, uh, and I know that he was going to definitely take a take a peek out of that and and definitely ruin Benteke's party. But you have to understand, uh, Benteke should have scored that. That tells you too that DC was a team that didn't capitalize on the opportunities. Now. Uh, when it comes to Pereira, I, I, I have a feeling that the position that he's playing right now, it, he plays a natural 10 position, in my opinion. He's not, he doesn't feel himself. Uh, on, and, so, and right now we're seeing for the first time in many years that Orlando can play with two defensive midfielders. You know, and a six and an eight. And actually excel in the mid. Like Cartagena right now, and I called it in the first few episodes on the new season here at Latin Proud. I said, this is Cartagena's year. This is, the, this, is the, this is the time in which he either wants to stay in the national team uh, or he wants to go down and have somebody else take his place. And right now, the level that he's playing in Orlando, he, he's definitely showing a lot of progress. And um, he's reminding me of that Cartagena when he played in, uh, in Argentina. So uh, it's good to see that. 
And Dagger Dan, I mean, Dagger Dan was was spot on. I mean, not, nothing to say. He conducted the ball more than Facundo Torres. And uh, and that's another point. What are your thoughts regarding Facundo, John? I mean, um, he just seems that he's not not all all there. Yeah, uh, it could be a number of things. It it could be the the potential move in this, you know, that never worked out that he was going to go to Arsenal yeah. maybe, you know, that uh, can sometimes affect a player. It, it could be the situation with Ojeda coming in and like we talked about last week with them not really being able to fit together and gel together well. Something's off. Uh, it's hard to say what, but it could just be a, a slow start for him. You know, I, I still think all the quality is there. So anybody talking about Facundo is not a good soccer player, I think is, is you know, very misinformed. He's a very, very good soccer player. He's just not having a bad patch of form, and he'll come out of it. It'll, it'll end soon, I'm sure. There's been some comments here. Colin Garvey makes a fantastic question. I want to give kudos to Colin. And do you think Pereira sitting deeper has reduced Facundo's effectiveness? Uh, he, That's a can, really good question. You can make a really good point. Yeah, and it's true. I think both of them feel uncomfortable playing their positions right now. I think Facundo wants to be more free down in the mid. He doesn't feel as free as, you know, right behind the striker. Because in the end, in transition attack, he goes behind the striker. He doesn't, he's not a second striker, uh, even though this is a 5-3-2 formation. And, um, and Mauricio ends up being more of like a, like a second defensive midfielder. And I don't feel he feels comfortable playing that position, in my opinion, either. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about that, Paola? I think Colin hit the nail where it had to be, like, said. Um, I seen Pereira way off, Faku as well. And I saw a video of Faku playing Peñarol, obviously differently, right? And... I don't know. Maybe it's tactics. Um, what Pareja is trying mm. to to see with them, I really don't know. But I feel that, like you just said, Mauricio yeah. and Paco is not playing at the level that they should be playing. I mean, people are putting that video of Facundo Torres doing that tiki taka with Peñarol. I'm just gonna say those kids have been playing together since they're like 13 years. Yeah. So, so guys, like, if you guys don't know, don't don't put it. I mean, don't don't talk trash. Uh, you're not gonna expect that with Facundo and uh, five other guys that. Nojela, he, he, he just got he here. He just met last year. Like, come on, man. Like, if you if you if you want Orlando to play like, you know, like like a Tesla, you know, you just all automate it. You you ain't gonna have that. I'm sorry. Because uh, there's always new signings, and uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but the MLS is a league that it's growing in intensity, physicality, and speed. And uh, South America is actually, and I want to be completely like honest here, aside of Argentina and aside of Brazil, like they're the only two leagues down down south with the respect of Uruguay that would compare to that speed that the MLS has right now, especially in th in the in the and from from the mid from the mid all the way on to the to the to the striker position. Um 
uh, I really don't see any other leagues that will compare to that. Uh, I mean, uh, physicality here, it's, it's tremendous. So it, 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 it's difficult for some players. The reason more comments it says, eat trauma. It says, it's all good. Our group needs more time to gel. Chad Elders, food for thought. I don't think Pereira is the best player who's playing at that eight spot. I would like to see Cartagena and Dagger Dan in that uh, CDM spot. What are, you, what are your thoughts regarding that, John? I believe he's right. Well, I think what you're going to see is over the course of this season, a natural progression of one of those guys phasing Mauricio out of the team. And not, not that I don't love Mauricio. I just think that the guy is, you know, 32, 33. He's naturally going to play less and less games. Someone is going to come in and replace him in that position next to Rujo. I, I think it's going to be either Cartagena or it's going to be Dagger Dan, depending on, you know, whether we want to be more defensive or whether we want to be more attacking. They're two very different midfielders, you know. So, but I, I do think that will happen over the course of the season. And I agree that maybe we haven't seen the best from Mauricio so far this year, but he did play quite well in that position last year. Like he, when we moved him back there and you had um, Pato playing the 10. So I think the problem is more not necessarily the positions that everybody's playing. I think it's just the fact that we've had to change the squad for every game. So there's no right. consistency. So you've got, you know, last year there's a, a, a relationship between Torres and Pereira they relied on for games because they were playing every game. This year so far, it just hasn't been the case. So we're missing that, you know, what I would call um, just – consistency of a squad which we've have to rotate we have to do that right now so when we're able to play the same team and we've got one team per week and we just the rotation isn't so heavy i think then you'll kind of see more relationships develop and and i don't think it'll be a big issue having Mauricio back there uh, i agree with you let's uh before we read some more comments i'm gonna play uh there was a big a big thing happened um last game this gentleman right here, the Holland of the Heartland, Mr. Duncan McGuire. He scored, uh, and he did a flip like uh, Kyle Aaron did it at some point. Uh, Nani as well. And so now he's the third player that does that flip. So let's let's put his uh, – what, what were his, his thoughts regarding that, uh, that goal? How you dreamed it would be? I mean, yeah, it's definitely something you dream of as a, as a kid, so definitely – it's exactly what I thought it would be. It was an unbelievable experience. I hope you see uh, Joseph May. You had, I mean, you played a lot preseason. Obviously, first start tonight. Did you think it would come so soon? Like, did you have a feeling like early on, like, all right, I'm kind of getting the groove here? Definitely felt confident. I, I definitely went with mentality today that I was going to score. I had a feeling that I was, I was feeling good when I woke up this morning. So I definitely, I'm glad that it happened. But yeah, so I definitely felt good throughout the game, and I knew it ended with coming. You're, you know, you're first year pro, not only just coming into MLS, but coming into a team that has, you know, really kind of big objectives. They just won a trophy last year. You're playing for the honor to possibly be the, considered the best team on the continent. Like, what's that learning curve like, and what have you learned in the time? I mean, it's it's definitely a step up from where I've from where I've come from, but um, it's definitely everything that I've expected it to be, and the the standards that they hold us to are. Very high, but it's definitely a fun team to be around, and they make it very enjoyable. So it's 
we're definitely hungry as a team and we're excited as the season goes on. Oscar talked about these games as an opportunity to make sort of the whole team like feel included. Like how important is that for you personally? And, and, and as you guys, you know, as good as the competition is in training, there's only so many spots in the field. And, and to be able to contribute and to be able to feel part of this thing so soon into your career. It's definitely good um, to get guys, to get everyone minutes on the team. Definitely um, helps later in the season if there's injuries or someone can't play for a suspension. Definitely is good to get uh, minutes from the guys else uh, to get them getting ready for whenever they're called. So I think it's definitely worked out well for us today. And I think it's a good plan by the coaches. There you go, guys. Uh, you know, he's he's going to score more goals. That's just that's just the way I see it. And he has a really great work ethic. Uh, he's he won at the college level, and now he is winning in the MLS. So uh, hopefully, to see him thrive in Orlando. And another player that it's, in my opinion, being one of the best players in Orlando City, and it's one of one of Orlando's own is Mikey Holiday. Like a lot of people downplay the level Mikey Holiday is playing right now. Um, if I'm the new head coach of the U.S. men's national team, I'm, I'll probably be looking at Mikey Holiday right now because I, I really – I didn't I, – I didn't personally, I don't like what I'm seeing down in South Florida uh, right there in that team that has that flamingo, uh, Mr. Uh, Leftback, uh, former Newcastle player. I'm not even going to mention him. But uh, – you know, I think Michael Holiday is definitely making a, a statement. Hopefully, he keeps growing, and that's one of our our own. That's one of our own players, right? It, it, it says a lot about our academy, about our system, uh, about the, the the culture of the club too. So, we definitely should feel proud about that, uh, right, uh, Paula? Absolutely, it motivates the academy players right now. It, it's that's their motivation from Apopka, Florida. There you go. And he, I don't, um, I don't know if you guys talked it on last episode, but he wasn't scared against Tigres. He was holding the fort right there, and I would have been scared. First time internationally playing. Everybody, those fans are not easy, and he hold the fort. So kudos to him. He actually looked like one of our best players out yes. there. Yes. Like, I genuinely think he's been one of our best, like in the back line, our best player so far this season which is crazy to say about a guy that everybody was like oh he's gonna you know we need to sign a right back i'm a little bit worried and four games in the season and i was like, one he's of them already proving he's already proved that that we didn't need to sign a right back because he's got us covered so thank you mikey for shutting me up so that's what i like just, just keep just improving. wait till alex freeman comes along and starts <laughs> doing the same thing and then we'll have exactly. two of them and then exactly. everybody, you know, then we'll be laughing. That's right. And then um, my boy, Brennan Hackenberg. Never know. Brennan Hackenberg. There you go. Etromic. It's all good. Our group needs time to gel. There you go. Jeffrey O. Huh? Uh, it says, saludos. What will be the last draw before Oscar is out? Any perspective on a new manager? <laughs> I want Mourinho. You're just trading one defensive manager for another. Right? Just, it's the same if we got Mourinho <laughs> in and played the same song. Because people don't know what is coming. They just they just see Mourinho. They're like, oh, my God, great. Fantastic. 
Yeah, everyone wants us to play like leads, just all out attack all the time. Right. Which you know, like like Oscar's, he's not going anywhere unless you know, unless we really start underachieving. Uh, Oscar's the man for now. Right, I, I think uh, Oscar's has done a great uh, a great job. Uh, when when he first came, I'll be honest with you, this was before I covered the team. I really, I really was like, you know, he's he's a manager that failed in at Liga MX. Um, why are you give him a chance in MLS now? But I didn't realize the background he had in this in FC Dallas, and then you saw the product that came out of that academy. Like he's right? responsible for building lots of the right? FC Dallas Western, Academy, yeah. which Western a lot academy, of these guys that are playing yeah. in their team Pulisic, now, yeah, are under Oscar's time. So exactly. that's part so, of the reason we bought him is developed academy, exactly. You know, because he likes the young players and he develops them well. Hence, Mikey Halliday. There you go. Jamie Whitmore, Benji will flip two. Uh, that's right. Uh, he's playing fantastic in Portugal. Joshua Tall, I definitely agree with you about Mikey Holiday. Yes, FC Dallas, Washington Lopez. That's right. Correct. Now, um, we have uh, a game uh, that is a historic game. We're going to be switching gears. We already talked about DC. It was a draw. Orlando right now is sitting on... Uh, let me put the standings right now real quick before we switch to uh, – right now Orlando is sitting into – hold on. Where is it right here? We're in seventh. Seventh place. Yeah, yeah we're in yeah. seventh place right here. Um, and we still have not lost a game. Still undefeated, you know. And the yep. only other teams that are also undefeated are in the top three. So turn some yep. draws into wins, and we'll be in the top three in no time. Yeah, and we're not going to go here and sit and talk trash about the teams. But, I mean, I think Orlando is doing fantastic. Um, we're going to go game by game. It's a long season, and we clearly shown that we have the depth, right? We have the depth. So uh, I'm positive. Uh, I'm faithful, you know. Uh, but let's talk about what's happening. We are on the dawns of probably playing the, one of the biggest games in our, in our history of our club. We have the chance of eliminating a big Mexican powerhouse like Tigres. Um, and if we do that, um, we, we have uh, on two, <laughs> two next uh, opponents that are going to be as tough. Uh, I, I wouldn't say as big as Tigres, but definitely with some history that – Orlando's gonna have a tough time. I mean, they're they're Mexican opponents. So, um, what are your expectations out of this game, uh, John? You know, I I see Orlando uh, definitely trying to dominate possession in the first half, um, but I I still see them playing very conservatively, and I still 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 see Ramiro, still see maybe two double sixes. Uh, I don't know what are your what, what are your thoughts regarding this game? I think we're gonna play the four two three one. I think we're gonna play a very similar lineup to what we played when we went there last week on Tuesday. I think we will be conservative, but we will obviously have to be attacking as well. A big thing for me is they don't you know they don't bring Eugeniak, so a lot of the chances that were produced when we went there last week was 
around or involved Gignac. So without him in that linchpin role in attacking midfield where everything runs through him, I feel like that makes them a lot weaker and someone else in that team has got to step up. So I think we need to be more aggressive, obviously. But I also am aware that, you know, we can't fully attack this team because they will come down the other end and punish you for doing that. So it needs to be a balance, which is Poppy's perfect. You know, this is what he does. He knows how to go out there and get you a one nothing win. And, you know, that's the tactics we'll employ for that exact idea to go get a one nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, Orlando is going to be sold out. Uh, it's going to be a big test for this for this squad. I think it's going to be their first big test. It's also a big, um, I will say, it's a big way of showing the people that if Orlando is meant to do big things now with this squad and with this depth. So I think if Orlando makes a big statement um, on Wednesday, uh, you definitely get butterflies in your stomach regarding this team, in my opinion, um, because the depth is there and it's just a matter of time. I know. What are your thoughts regarding that, Paola? No, absolutely. And like John said, we need to be conservative. We need to attack. And Orlando had a better half time, second half time in the last game. Um, so if we stay compact and try to score on those opportunities, we're going to win. We're going to win. Like we pressure last Wednesday and it's our house. We have to defend our house. Right. So, and the morale of Tigres is super low right now. So we have to take advantage. They just lost. I don't know when last night. John, last night or I don't know, or I Saturday. I think it was Saturday. They lost the Club America. They they just lost. Yeah. So for them, had a tied last Wednesday. They just lost against Club America. This is the time that we need to take advantage of those stuff. They're not good in their heads. And if we maintain the com compact, try to get the advantage of those attacking plays, we're going to be fine. Yeah, they, they really got outplayed. Like, if you look at the stats in that game, they the XG of Club America was, like, double theirs. They had double the shots of Tigres. You know, um, Gignac got a 5.9 rating on FootMob. So, clearly, something is up. They're not, they're not as vicious as they were a couple weeks ago, right? Coming into the game that we played before last Tuesday, they looked really, really hot. And now... Maybe they're having a bit of a wobble, you know. Maybe this is the time where we can knock them and uh, and take a W. I mean, I just I really hope. hope nobody is gets injured. That's it, because they're super physical. They're they're malicious, and we just need to score in those open opportunities that we had last last week, but we couldn't finish. But I'm I'm pretty sure that they're watching that film all over again and again and repeat. So to stay compact on, on Wednesday? Uh, I want to say uh, regarding this game, we need to take advantage of the set piece. Uh, there's going to be a lot of set pieces. We have the players that are able to draw some fouls. 
uh, for Orlando City to do some set pieces, and we need to capitalize on those set pieces. I know for a fact if Orlando scores the first goal, the floodgates will open. And I really hope to see, uh, you know, Facundo go off. Maybe at home he feels more uh, his home turf, you know, uh, with, with his people behind him cheering him. Maybe he feels more of uh, – because I did see outside the stadium of uh, El Volcan, there were some fans that were very reset receptive with the – with Orlando fans and things like that. But when the team was walking out to the through the hall, through the big tunnel, they were throwing crap at them. They were cursing at them. I saw it in another video. So, I mean, I don't know because Facundo was playing such big team like Peñarol in South America. They draw so much people in each game. I really think that he will be used to that kind of stuff. So I think if we get our DPs to work – we have this on the back. I mean, Tigres doesn't realize it, but we should be confident. I mean, of our DP, of our DPs now, um, you know, and, and right now it's it's a tough time to talk about our DPs because you know they have not performed as, as much as we want them to. Kara, we we have seen his form. Facundo, uh, I've seen a couple of games. He he feels like he's scared of going one v one with a player. He's he's not shooting from distance, uh, like that goal against Inter Miami that he scored last season, for example. You know, we, we don't see that from him, cutting through. Um, he needs to find his way again. Uh, and then we have this on the back. What are you going to say, John? I think you were going to say something. I thought it was interesting that um, Kara still didn't come on. Like, we played Faku as a striker. We played Ojeda as a striker in the last few games. Like, it kind of seems like Papi is like anybody but Kara right now, which... I, I don't know whether I love or hate that. I, I think I'm kind of like, yeah, he's not performing. Yeah, he's not maybe the kind of striker we need. And maybe that's more important to Poppy than anything else. Maybe he's like, I want someone up there who's going to run for me and who's going to be a mobile physical striker who's going to try and run down the ball. So maybe for him, I'd ra he'd rather play a winger as a striker who's going to do that than play Kara, who he knows is not going to do that. I just thought it was really interesting that we made a lot of subs up front and brought on different people, but Kara was the last two games not on the bench, not brought off the bench once. So very interesting. Yeah, indeed, uh, very interesting. Um, from my understanding, uh, we're going to be doing the the starting eleven for Orlando. Hopefully, predicting that. Um, I do have, uh, I want to apologize. Uh, our guest had an issue with his internet. He is not able to join us. But he did give me the starting 11 that Tigres is going to um, do tomorrow. Apparently, it's uh, confirmed. So uh, he has the scoop and he just provided it to me. So I'll be adding the Tigres' uh, squad uh, in just a second. So I want to go ahead and just let everybody know. Uh, drop us a like. Uh, give your thumbs up if you're right now live. Uh, we have also, um, you know, we have also um, subscribed to our channel. We have a, a giveaway. If you want to check out our Twitter and Instagram, this, the, the steps are right there. All you got to do if you want to win two tickets to Wednesday's game, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and drop us a hashtag on the comment section. Says loud and proud Orlando, um, all together. 
and uh, drop us a like. So thank you so much. So um, to start, Orlando City, Galese, obviously, I think um, the best. The be uh, would you say he's the best? Um, the best player in the squad. I I, I think he is. <laughs> right now, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think right now Galese is the best player in the squad. Right. Yep. Right, and then uh, are we going to see the line of four, or the line of three? Four. Oh, I don't know. It's John. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think we're going to play conservative. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think the four-two-three-one. Yeah, four-two-three-one. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. So, uh, who will be your four? Uh, let's start with Paola. Um, Petraso, same lineup that we saw last. So Petraso and Holiday as your yes. as your backs. Yes, yes. in here. Uh, are you you agree with that, um, John? I put a very, very hopeful AC down on my life. Okay, so you will put AC. Said, please, maybe, 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 but been, I don't. Maybe we've just been like, this is the game, you know. Just, just keep working on it, buddy. And then this is the game. That, okay, now you're fitting up. We'll play you for the big, big game at home against Tigers. I, I can I, see it him. could happen. It, it could. Like could he's happen, been but... on the bench. He's been training with them. So I could see Schlegel and then AC coming for, for Schlegel. I think Schlegel, Schlegel means, has been doing yeah. well. So I don't think yeah, it's yeah. necessary to bring AC in. So from uh -huh. that perspective, do you rush him? I, I, but he might not be rushed. This might have been the plan to prepare him for this secret game. weapon. Can you imagine? <laughs> Boom. Have another center back to deal with. There you go. Yeah, uh, so we're going to put Holiday, Antonio Carlos, Jensen, and Petrasso. I did say it was a very hopeful Antonio Carlos. So we're now you're fixing it, John? I'm just kidding. I wish. I don't know. It's it's one that we need to get an update from. And Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything on that one, Luis? You've been to training this week, last week? No, no, no. Uh, but uh, from my understanding is that he's he might have some minutes, but he, he's not going to start. Yeah, I think he's yeah. coming in for Schlegel probably or Jansen. But John, sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Pareja. Can hope, you know. You know, Pareja, Pareja, you know, Pareja said it. You know, they asked him in, in press conference at the practice. They, they asked him about, you know, keeping the same intensity throughout the long stretch of games. Uh, he, he, and I'm going to quote it verbatim. He says, sometimes you need to choose what do you want. Do you want consistency with the lineup and the players that are competing in the first team uh, or the main competition that we just had in this leg for the Champions League and try to advance? We oh. still have two games in Major League Soccer, so you normally think you might make the players uh, you might make the players take off, but we want to choose consistency as we have to play them even if we, not, even if we may not have uh, them in this one game. Now we choose to go in another direction, which is making everyone belong and get minutes from every player and getting contribution for players who may not be uh, a regular um, a regular in the starting lineup. Players that have uh, just come in who are in the lineup now too. So we're gaining that. We're gaining that we are having a deeper roster. All these changes are not just personal, but they're made for the model and the structure of the team as well. It is good in some things, but sometimes you feel like in the first half today, we do not look like us. I don't blame the players. I just think they're just trying to adjust to the system. 
So he's just pretty much saying, you know, they're just trying to adjust to to the system. You know, they're brand new to the team. See, Poppy has the patience that everybody else needs to have with this exactly. team and this season. You know, he knows it's gonna gel and be fine, yeah, and we think, just gotta believe in that too. Right. Think about it, Petraso, Holiday. You have Abdi Salim. You have Dagger Dan. That's like four or five players right there. I just named. You know, they're brand new players. So I mean, right. So, uh, who are going to be your your mid your mids? Araujo Well, that's a good. I'll go for Araujo and Cartagena. That's just me, but I don't know what you guys think. Well, it's like I asked last time. You know, it's the what? What do we think Poppy's going to put, and what do we want to put? <laughs> you know, I, I think it's going to be Mauricio and, and Araujo. And but, Araujo, yeah. But I would I would love to see. I think the second half. Against Tigres when we had Cartagena, and am I saying that right? You have to correct me when I say Cartagena wrong because I got told off because my bad Spanish pronunciations. But I think uh, I would love to see those two. I think that the second half against Tigres we look really strong with those two in there. But I think Pereira will be chosen because Papi loves him, and this is a big game, and he's a guy for big games. And so the three out here. Uh, we're talking about Faku, right? Fundo. There's really no other player. Uh, Ojeda, Ojeda, right? Ojeda. There you go. I think we're all in agreement of that. Now, this is the... Go ahead. Sorry. And right here, this is the doozy because... I yes, think I was going to say. Go ahead. That, go ahead. One, that one confuses me because Angulo just started with DC. So... I will go with Gaston first, and then Angulo is going from the bench to come in. Gaston has had a couple of games. He's super physical. You can see it. And if Tigres is physical, let's put Gaston on it, and he can go up and down and defensively good. Angulo, we need that pressure and that fastness that he has, but he just that's – that's the question mark there. I don't mind either – both but if we want to it's just because he started against dc so i really don't know i don't know if you agree with me john and luis but that's my i think this is the thought. hardest call in this yeah. lineup is exactly that it's it's is it angulo or is it gaston and i think i think it's going to be i think it's the opposite of what you the opposite, I think it's yep. going to be angulo because we've seen him get more starts this year mm -hmm. and because he started last week against them and because he's a little bit more defensively minded than Gaston is. But I do think you're 100% right. Gaston will come either way. Either one, way. One will gonna, sub for the that other. Exactly, that's going to happen. That's so, the, but yeah, that we was know the that. Ball. We just don't know which one's going to start. I, I think Gaston is a guy who needs space in behind. Like if someone puts a ball in behind for him mm -hmm. on that left wing, he's just going to run down that left wing and he's going to run onto it and he'll be open. That's and what he needs. We, and that, we that see hasn't that. happened for him yet. We, right? we saw that, in, and I don't know if you remember, on the DC game, Jansen tried to cross yeah. the ball and pass the long, long ball to him, but he wasn't nearby. And I'm like, oh, my God, when that connection hits, it's going to be dreadful for the other opposite team. But I don't know if you saw that, but I was like, oh, this, this is going to happen one day. I just don't know if he's – he's quite firing in old form. I think Angulo's in better form yep, I'm right now. 100%. So that's why I would go with Angulo to start. But definitely, think, yes, like we said, they will sub for one another. 
Yeah, I think uh, Angulo has gelled with the team better, better than yep. Gaston. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also think the size difference. Yep. And you probably think, how does that matter? Because Tigres, they have physical players on the wings. And uh, we saw it at the game uh, in Mexico that Angulo had some good, you know, they have, he was being himself, but there are times that he was drawing a lot of fouls as well. So personally, just because of he is easily knocked down, uh, he can sell the foul as well. And that is part of the sport. Whoever says, oh, my God, you have to be a Puritan. This is not a foul. No, no, you have to sell the foul sometimes. Look at Neymar. He made a career out of selling the foul. So I, I see having three players that can do that with a very, you know, you saw the Tigris players. They got upset for everything. They got in oh, your yeah. face. They started talking, like, just like we were doing in the preview. I think Angulo would come best, in my opinion, uh, to start as well. And Gaston could be that change of pace player uh, right in the second half uh, because we can, Angulo can be knocked down right outside the box. We can have a really huge, uh, a big free kick. Here's Mauricio Pereira with, with, a, with a cross. And then you have a goal from Araujo. You know what I mean? Um, I'll, I'll take that as opportunities, in my opinion. So those three I wouldn't change. Now, the question is this, guys. And I'm going to throw it to, to Paola. You have three strikers. You have Ramiro Enrique. You have Duncan Maguire, the Holland of the Harland. And then you have Urjan Kara, our DP. Right now, as we stand... Monday, March 13, 9.38 p.m. Eastern. Kara officially, in the minds and hearts of all Orlando City fan base, is the third striker. Now, what are your thoughts regarding that? Are we still going to see him start? Yeah, you put me in that hot spot, but I don't see him start for this game. And I said it in the last pot, in the last episode, and the reason why is Kara is not the right player to put pressure in the opposite side. We need to we need fast and pressure players. And that's Ramiro Enrique, to be honest. Maybe Kara can start in other in other teams that he can beat that defensive player, but it's not the right time. Maybe I don't know, five minutes um like ending, but even though I will put Maguire over him for this type of game because you need to be fast. And Kara That's the, the reality is Kara's not fast. That's the reality. You have to put the ball in the right spot for him so he can shoot. So Ramiro, 100%, probably people will hate me or, or not because of my comment, but Ramiro is going to be starting if he's 100% healthy. What about you, John? I agree entirely. I think, uh, I mean, also, like we talked about, Oscar does not favor Kara, so it's not going to be Kara. The question is, is it Enrique or, or is it Maguire? Maguire is the only guy who scored from open plays. So That's far. So right. Maybe there's an argument. I did say on the last podcast, oh, that whoever true. scores goals that is, is going to be in this like claim a spot in the starting lineup. Um, having said that, I think maybe this one is a bit too big a game for, for Duncan. You know, great result against DC for him and, you know, get that first goal. But 
this is a huge, huge game. And I think the South American part plays into it. I think Enrique is more used to playing against teams like Tigres. I think he looked very good in that first half against Tigres yeah. last week. And I think Pappy will remember how good he looks. And it was just a shame that, you know, probably a little bit dirty, I think, actually, by Samir on their side to purposely we have better go grass. after him and try and attack him So because he was causing them problems, right? So I, I think start Ramiro and let him let him have another go. Like, hey, you, you know, you had to end it early last week, but this week you could score a goal against them. So give him that chance, and 100% he, he's my guy up front. I, I do want to say that um, this is the reason why I believe Ramiro will start, um, and I, I do feel the same as you guys. I think that uh, I would love to see Urgent Cara maybe having his – He's starting, you know, maybe he's going to have some games for sure. And he's going to start. But I, I would like to see him maybe at the League's Cup, maybe a U.S. Open Cup. I think that he'd be, he'd be definitely great. But when it comes to this type of game, you've seen how Tigres press. Uh, you've seen how Tigres plays you with, you know, uh, with, with the mouth. They, they like to play uh, mind games and they like to trick you. They like to talk a lot. Uh, and uh, Ramiro comes from a team that is Banfield. That it's uh, they call him a working man's team. It's like a it's it's like a it's like a West Ham United. Like it's like they're a working man's team. They're they're rough. Like they 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 don't back down for no one. So he's used to that type of camaraderie, as as you want to say. So in transition, when Tigres is going up in attack, I see Orlando going like this. And this is why Ramirez is so important because just the team stays compact the whole time, making it tough for Tigres to attack because he's able to, okay, they lost the ball. Okay, Pereira, pass to Ojeda. Ojeda cuts, Ramiro runs, and here you go. So now you have a transition attack. So that's the reason why he can attack and defend and, and go back and forth in a, in a faster paced manner in transition than maybe uh, Duncan, which we still seem some speed on him, but definitely more than than Urgent Cara at the moment. Now, nothing bad to say about Urgent, but I'm just saying that there's going to be games for Urgent and there's going to be games for um, for Ramiro. But like I said, uh, Oscar Pareja is the coach. It's We're not the coach, so... He may surprise us all and throw us a curveball, and tomorrow we may see Urgent Cara starting. And then we're, you know, or we may see Urgent Cara score a goal, and then we'll, we'll look like fools, you know? So uh, we'll see what they can do. But I, I do believe this is a historic game. I do have the, the, the squad for Tigres. Um, obviously, like uh, John was saying, um, Guignac will not be playing, right? And in his place, it's going to be pretty much the same lineup. It's going to be Ibanez right on top. Ibanez right on top. But, Who did uh, not look very good when we played them. Did not look week. very he, good. He looked like – and didn't they sign him for, like, big money Yeah, in the offseason? So, yeah, you know, he's, making... one, he's one that's not working out so far for them. So, I don't There's, I think there's a chink in the armor is what I would say, right? There's, like, a little – there's a little bit like, you know, they're showing their weakness 
And if we can pounce on that, then this could be our time to take down a, a big giant like Tigers. So uh, according to our analyst, uh, wish he would have been here, Josue, he said, uh, without Guignac, offensively speaking, Tigres' responsibilities will land on Cordoba. And we saw Cordoba is the young kid with, with the blonde hair, right? Uh, the number 10. Um, now, how do you not make, a, make him uncomfortable by having a, a very physical mid? And that's why I feel like I hope that in the starting lineup, we may not see Pereira. We may see him coming as a change of pace player and have Cartagena and Araujo because I think with Cartagena and Araujo, we can keep more of the ball. We can recoup the ball because they have dynamic players like Diego Lainez. Lainez, he played in Betis uh, last season. He's coming back to the Mexican League and uh, playing in Tigres. And uh, Lainez... He is a very dynamic, you know, kind of like a Facundo Torres. Obviously, I think Facundo is much better than him. But he's very silky type of player, you know, trying to put the ball between your legs, you know. you know, So very fast. Uh, and I think the buck stops there when you have two defensive midfielders in the mid uh, when, it co when it comes to those type of players. So um, – Hopefully, we may see Cartagena starting with Araujo, but I think, like like John says, maybe Pereira is what he's going to go for. But uh, he's going to be in a he, – he, he feels, according to our analyst, Josue Lopez, I want to say hello. His prediction is a 1-1 one, one, one tie at Exploria, <laughs> which it will put us what? It will put us as a – we'll win it, right? I mean, right? No, it will tie. I don't think nah, so. We go out on a one-one yeah. tie because they get the away goal advantage. Oh, they get the. That's the problem with not scoring at their house. Like it was crap. great result, but if we'd have got like that, if they score, it makes it very difficult. Like we got to then go score two goals, and you know, as we talked about, we've not been scoring a lot. So this is why we need a Pappy special. We need a one-nil, <laughs> and that's what we'll play for, and that's what we're gonna get. Everybody, stay positive. The Poppy special will come. Question. If it's a zero zero, we go to penalties, right? Yeah. And then that's when we that, that's where we win because I'm sorry. I now, believe there's extra time first. Yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah. Obviously extra time. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be the standard thirty minutes or fifteen yep. minutes each yeah, way. And then yeah. yeah. I would I would see penalties on Wednesday. If I don't we want to jump the gun, but yeah, you know. but but if we go to penalties. I mean, we have the better keeper. I mean, and Nahuel Guzman, like they would say in Spanish, un pesuñento, Nahuel Guzman. I, I don't like him as a keeper, in my opinion. I think Gales is much better. Uh, but then again, who are going who's, who's, who to be our penalty kick takers? It's true. Right? I just want to wish 2-0 on Wednesday night. Are you going to put that big backpack, that big turtle shell, like in Dragon Ball, the big turtle shell to to maybe Ojeda, to Angulo. I mean, they have to step up, right? I mean, it's part of the sport. But, I mean, it would be great to see if, if this team has that killer instinct right in the end, right? I mean, So, actually, there there is no overtime. Oh, there's no overtime. According to Wiki. So, penalties. Fantastic. So, don't 100% quote me on that because I'm looking at the Wiki. But... 
it does say if aggregate goals are equal, the away goals rules applied. We know that one. And if yeah. the away goals are equal, the game is decided by an immediate penalty shootout. There are no overtime periods. So it's kind of like um, the League's Cup. No, not the League's Cup. The Carabao Cup does that in England. There's a few other leagues around the world that don't want to play any extra time and they just go straight to penalties. So that's what we'll be doing. So I don't know. I'm hoping just for one goal. Oh, look, the puppy is here. Huh? She was crying at the door. Uh, oh, She's like, wow. oh, I want to go in. I want to go in. She's and saying, your podcast oh, is going puppy. on. Pay attention look, to she, me. She wants, she wants to, she, wow. I'm, I'm adopting one, guys, by the way, too. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It's uh, an American Bulldog mix. Please, guys, don't, don't buy your dogs. Rescue dogs. And we've digressed into dog talk. There you go. <laughs> Completely. Joshua, Sorry, Josh, everybody. There you go. Joshua Tall. Oh, wow. That's interesting. You said Galicia is much better than their keeper, and I agree. Also, it would be interesting who our penalty takers would be. Chago de Locho. Lainez was in Portugal, not Betis. Yeah, that's right. I, you, you caught me there. Um, Calentando Banca says, uh, eating the bench like all the Mexicans, is what it says. Uh, Chago de Locho. Nahuel Guzman is a beast for penalties. Uh, he only he beat uh, America five years ago, he says. There you go. Uh, does anybody know approximately how many Tigres fans we're expecting? About a thousand. Yeah, the club has sold a thousand tickets to people sitting in Tigre. Most of them probably living in Central Florida who are just isn't that fans. Isn't that crazy, guys? Oh, Where they're going to sit? On the corner? On the away corner, or I actually, I think I don't think so because based on the image that you showed earlier, where the seats are available, that usually that top corner is the away corner, mm -hmm. but they might have moved them somewhere else because there's probably, so many of them. Probably where I sit, like I think they will be directly opposite the from the, the wall. wall. Okay, yeah, I think the uh, thank God that like, I'm not gonna be. I there. think like 105, 106, 107 is my guess, and uh, maybe round to 108, 109, which is the corner where they usually are. But expect a lot of Tigres fans up in that that corner of the stadium. Is that Dan Twenty One? Gales is now better than Juan Guzman. I put my money where my mouth is. Gales is thirty times better. Gales is treinta mil veces mejor que Nahuel Guzman. En su peor día, Gales es treinta mil veces. Nahuel Guzman tiene que raparse ese pelo pesuñento que tiene el señor Nahuel Guzman, ¿no? No, primero que todo. I Galece, think we got people trying to troll you here, Luis. Galese <laughs> plays in Carmeball. Galese plays in Carmeball. Carmeball is in a different league, guys. If Mexico will play Carmeball, they'll be facing against Venezuela, Peru, Bolivia. I'm just saying, guys. Uh, is it, does anybody know? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, thousands. There you go, guys. I'm getting all into it, like, like my other show. <laughs> yeah, this is the English one, late. Louise. It's too late. You guys. know, remember, this is the English Remember, show. focus, focus. <laughs> don't, no? don't digress into Spanish. There you go. Uh, I thought uh, I saw 1,000 Tigres fans, but let's hope they don't pull a Frankfurt at Camp Nou last season. Well, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, I mean, I think uh, the, the fan base of Orlando, it's very welcoming either way. I mean, there's not going to be no issues unless they make them themselves. Plus, OPD's right there. Oh, so let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, 
Any other predictions you guys may have? Anything else you guys want to add before uh, we close? We're about a, an hour and 15-minute uh, pod today. Go on Wednesday, guys. The, yeah. The, the team needs you. I'm going. Uh, I'll, I'll be there, guys. So uh, I want to say with all with all due respect, uh, I, I really hope it's a great game. And uh, I want to see an Orlando win. I think Orlando wins uh, on Wednesday 2-0. Um, and uh, hopefully not a penalty kicks. I don't know. What are your expectations there, John? I think it's the 1-0 Pappy special. I think we keep it tight and we, yeah. we steal a goal. And uh, like Paula said, I just really want us to show win or lose. I want us to represent the league well and the club well. And that's why I want a packed house. I want to bring some atmosphere. I want to show, you know, the, the rest of North America what Orlando City is about. Or MLS knows, but these Mexican teams don't know. So let's show them. It's important. There you go. Paola, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts? Be part of the history. Win, tie, lose on Wednesday. I'm not going to jinx, jinx it. Win. Let's say win. Be there. They need you. All players that they have been interviewing, they said, we need you there. I'm going to go. It's a week, middle of the week, 8 p.m. Next day I work at 7 a.m. I don't care because I will be there supporting them. And Luis, leave really, really far, and he's coming yeah, in. I, so, I, I live, a lot of people don't know. I live, I live like I moved to Tampa. There so you go. No for the last, for the last For the last year and a half, for anybody that's watching, Yes, me. I've been driving to Tampa for about a year and a half. I've been coming to the team for almost two years now. It's going to be three years this year. So, and I've been driving almost half of that, um, you know, um, for the love of, of, of Orlando and the love of the city and the love of, uh, and the content that we put out. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of love. Plus, I get to see my parents. So, uh, you know, I, I do want to say that, um, you know, Tigres fans, You know, if it's a positive result for Orlando, don't feel discouraged. Uh, I think your team is still a top-level team in Mexico. I have high respect of Tigres as an organization, as a team, as a fan base. Uh, some of the Tigres fans were very nice to the Orlando people that were uh, the fans that were went to Monterrey. Uh, you know, nothing but good sportsmanship, um, and that's what you're gonna find when you go to Exploria. You're not gonna see no issues. Um, I, I guarantee you. Uh, hopefully, you guys feel welcome uh, there at Exploria. I think uh, it's going to be a, a great matchup, and let's you know make the best men win. You know what I mean? Uh, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but uh, I feel like both teams have a huge chance. And um, but Orlando has the upper hand because they're at home, and I need to make the, the, you know or Exploria feel like it's a tough place to play for the opponent. So. I'm hoping for a 2-0 win. Uh, vamos Orlando, guys, right? We'll see you guys um, Wednesday. Weeks. Vamos, vamos Orlando. Orlando. And, oh, the 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 tickets. We'll, we'll do the drawing tomorrow, guys. So drop us a hashtag. Check out our social media. Take care, guys. Have vamos Orlando. One. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. 
Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando! Orlando!